Good morning, everybody. Tim Lawson here for Football Betting is Life. By the way, how about that new Ted Lasso this morning, huh? I dug that one. That might be my favorite episode of the season thus far. But we're not here to talk about Ted Lasso, even though I could. Could talk Ted Lasso all day. Here to talk about betting on soccer, specifically right now, focused, 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 focused on the USL Championship. Uh, I took a little bit of break. For those of you that uh, may or may not know, I have a... Uh, someone close to me is currently in Afghanistan still, um, I'm working hard to figure all that mess out right now. So, uh, I took most of the week off to just sort of, uh, try to, you know, just sort of mentally navigate what that means. And, um, you know, it was difficult earlier in the week, much better now. Uh, and that person, um, has shown me enough signs of life where I feel like they're, uh, they're, they're doing okay. Uh, the USL, big weekend ahead. There's a game on tonight. We'll start there. We'll start with the tonight's game. New York Red Bulls 2 versus Charleston. Uh, I've already bet this. I bet the uh, over um, one and a quarter goals for the first half. And here's why. This is a very this is a very evenly matched game. And I won't uh, – I'm actually not going to get into all of it uh, because there's a lot to go over here. But – um, and there's not none of the no data on the full time really matters because we're playing here on the half on the half time. And here's here's the data that backs up this play. New York Red Bulls two average two point one two total goals in the first half in their games. <clears throat> not them themselves necessarily, but um, that's how many goals uh, they their their matches uh, have in the first half. Then you have. Pittsburgh, I'm sorry, not Pittsburgh, Charleston. Uh, I'm looking all over my notes here. Uh, Charleston averaged 1.71 goals in the first half in their matches. Uh, that is first and third in the league on total goals in a first half um, yet uh, this season in um, of all teams. So uh, I like the over over one and a quarter. Of course, one and a quarter meaning the one comma one and a half right at the Asian line where it splits between the two. I even took a little bit at over one and a half at plus one thirty two. Um, you know, if you're uh, if you're feeling froggy, if you want to sweat that a little bit more, you can. But um, I think I think there's at least one goal. That's my opinion. I think there's at least one goal. So I think the worst that happens is you push half of this bet. Um, but I think, uh, these two teams are good for, uh, good for goals early on in the game. So, uh, that's my angle tonight. Moving on to tomorrow, Charleston, uh, <laughs> I got Charleston on the brain now that I've fixed, uh, uh, fixed that from actually in Pittsburgh, Charlotte independence versus the Colorado spring switchbacks. I am just excited to watch this match. Uh, I like both of these teams, especially the Colorado switchbacks. I think there, there may not be a team in the league that I feel like I have a better pulse on than the Colorado uh, Springs switchbacks. And not just in um, – yeah, I just feel like I'm good at sort of finding the spots where they can win as a dog. I feel like I'm good at finding the spots where uh, the, their matches will, will, will lean to the over, the both teams to score. Uh, I just feel, uh, uh, feel really good about those games um, that involving them. Uh, this is going to be a good defense in Charlotte versus the good offense in Colorado Springs. Both of these teams will be on a full week's rest. 
Charlotte beat Pitt one to zero at home. Colorado Springs routed RGV five to two on the road. These two teams are coming into this match in a very similar form, but in very different ways. They're both 3-2-1. That's three wins, two draws, one loss in their last six matches. However, in that span, the Colorado Switchbacks have had over two and a half goals in four of their matches, and both teams have scored in all six, whereas Charlotte's last six matches have only seen more than two and a half goals once, and both teams score only twice uh, in those six matches. And in three of those matches in Charlotte's last six, Charlotte has kept a clean sheet. So I can't trust the total. I can't trust both teams to score in this match because uh, I don't know which side bends or breaks. But I do believe Charlotte has the edge in this match. I have played them at Pickham, not a money line, at the Pickham, the goal line, uh, at minus 103. For those of you that are still learning betting soccer, that'll be displayed either as like a zero underneath the goal line or as a PK, the letters PK um, for Pickham. Um, uh, yeah, I took that at minus 103. Uh, that is also the same as like a draw no bet, right? So if it lands in a draw, this it, it, there is no bet. It, it pushes, right? It's the same, same concept of that. So uh, Charlotte, draw no bet, minus 103. Uh, I think they have a leg up on Colorado Springs. Um, El Paso versus Rio Grande Valley. Uh, I'm not going to get too much of this one as I don't think there's really an angle here, but we have an OK team and RGV going in to play a much better team in El Paso. El Paso is on a full week's rest, last stealing a point against New Mexico. They got their game tying draw after conceding a red card, uh, which is why I'm saying they stole a point. Um, they conceded a red card and then went on to get the game tying goal. Uh, this will be RGV's third game in a week. They got stomped by Colorado Springs on Saturday, and then they drew against Austin on Tuesday. El Paso is just too much quality, and RGV might even might not even score, but the market knows that, and there's just nothing. There's nothing worth betting here. San Diego versus Orange County. Talk about two teams that are tough to handicap right now. They're in similar form, but coming off of very different results. They both played Wednesday. Orange County la uh, lost 3-0 to zero at home against Tacoma. How, how surprising is Tacoma right now? Sneaky good. Sneaky good. They're, not gonna, they're, ne they're never going to find the top half of the table, um, but Tacoma may be the best team in the bottom third, possibly – one, uh, I definitely think they're the best team in the bottom third right now. Um, San Diego stomped Las Vegas five to one down in Southern California on Wednesday. San Diego averages one point four seven expected goals at home against OC's one point four three expected goals against on the road. And going the other way, OC coming into this with one point two xg on the road. San Diego with an, a respectable one point one seven xga at home. San Diego has the edge, but I'm only going to take them on the goal line as a pick -em, as these two teams have been a little more difficult to figure out lately. But I do think San Diego has uh, more quality, more comfort at home. I think their home field advantage matters. I think San Diego is one, one of the teams where uh, being at home does give them um, – should give them a little bit more uh, of an edge. It was priced at minus 118 when I bet it. Um, I'm not sure what it's, what it's at now. Uh, not sure it matters. I mean, if you can get pick them at a D, uh, something around here, it's minus one twenty three where I see it. I mean, don't lay don't lay too much chalk with this, but I think pick them uh, or the draw no bet, if you will. Um, that'll be the that'll be a theme for it uh, for this rundown. But that's what I took with San Diego. I think they're the better side here. But uh, in case OC sneaks up a draw, I, I don't want to lose that bet. 
Las Vegas versus Oakland Roots. Las Vegas kept their game against San Diego close until they didn't. They allowed four goals in a matter of 17 minutes and ultimately lost that match 5-1. to one. Oakland is in the best form of their season. That's not saying much with two draws and one win over the last three, and there's a bunch of L's behind that. Uh, their last game was an impressive 1-1 draw in New Mexico, uh, a game where um, I had New Mexico to win, and New Mexico had opportunities to win that. Uh, they couldn't get it done. Oakland did actually a really good job of controlling the ball far more than I thought they would. Um, they still really only have 11 goals on a season, though, and a few of those were by brilliant set shot uh, set pieces, which I don't know if a team like Oakland can replicate that. Um, I can think of two uh, right off the bat. They had one in New, New Mexico where they were just a few yards out of the 18 box. Brilliant shot into the upper right uh, uh, upper corner. They had another one that was practically right on the line uh, in Tacoma uh, where I'm not even sure how this guy bent it up and over the box to get it into the goal, but he did. Uh, I just don't know. Look, maybe that's their secret. Maybe they have to find those opportunities because that's how they're going to score goals, but that's difficult for a team on the bottom part that's on the bottom part of the league to complete uh, to continue replicating. Um I took Las Vegas as a pick here. Again, uh, draw no bets. I don't want Oakland to, to surprise me too much, but I just don't think Oakland can, can win this. I think Las Vegas is, a, um, is, too, is too potent um, against a team like Oakland. So I took Las Vegas at a pick uh, or a draw no bet. Minus 121 is the price I got on it. Phoenix versus Sacramento. Phoenix remains one of the best teams in the USL. Sacramento remains uh, one of the most competitive teams that can't quite get into the good portion of the standings. However, despite being on the lower half of the standings, Sacramento is unbeaten in their last six matches and have only lost one of their last nine. Can you believe that? Sacramento have only lost one of the last nine matches. It does not seem like they have um, that they've been uh, that unbeatable, but uh, that's where they're at. Phoenix have an even more impressive form, considering they've only lost two games this whole season, the last one being on June 20 in San Diego. These teams have played twice this season, resulting in 1-0 and 2-1 uh, uh, wins for Phoenix. Phoenix is undoubtedly the better team, but I think Sacramento can steal a goal here, and I think that both teams to score price, yes, I bet at one, plus 133. You can get it, I think, plus 130 right now um, in some of the markets that have it. I would take it up to plus 125. I wouldn't go much further than that because Phoenix, Phoenix's defense will be their possession. It won't necessarily be their defense at the at, in the box, but it'll just be the fact that they're going to control the ball a little bit more, I think, with possession. But I like, I like Sacramento to get a goal here. And, um, you know, when you take both teams to score, yeah, of course, you're betting on both teams to score, but in the end, you're, you're telling yourself – you're making a case of, I think the team who's not assumed to score here will, right? So this this line, this line's assuming that, that Sacramento's not going to score, right? I mean, Phoenix at home, they score in all of their matches at home. Uh, that's what they do at home is score goals. Uh, and I, I just don't, uh, and so I'm taking the plus 133 saying that I think Sacramento will also get a goal. Now, of course, now that I've made that case, this will end 2-0 two, <laughs> two Sacramento because that's what it's like being a sports better. But uh, honestly, that's that's what I think is going to happen here. 
Uh, they've had co- four clean sheets in their last 10 games. It's Phoenix. Uh, they've had four clean sheets in the last 10 games, but two of those came against a very inconsistent LA Galaxy. Two, one came from Oakland. The only impressive clean sheet they have in that run of uh, 10 games is a 1-0 win over San Diego. Uh, and that's and what I'm ex- what I'm describing with their defense was their possession is essentially what happened to get to San Diego. Sacramento has been very good at getting late goals this this season too. Phoenix has been known to give up goals um, throughout there uh, when they're dominating, when they're winning three, four, five goals to nil. Um, sooner or later, that becomes three or four or five to one because it, a goal just gets through. So. But here's something I want. Here's a here's something I want to explain when it comes to sports betting, and this is especially true in soccer when there's so many markets that overlap each other, right? So we've talked about how um, you know a clean sheet is the same thing as the you know so like uh, team A clean sheet is the same thing as team B not to score or under half a goal, right? Um, and then another type of bet like that, not the same thing, would be team A to win to nil against team B. It's, it's a different, you need one more thing to happen, but it's in the same vein of what you think is going to happen. So when you're handicapping a match, when you're looking at the markets, when you're looking at the lines, you have sort of that game script that you think's going to happen. Your data says, here's what these teams are capable of. Here's what they have done. You try to produce, you try to put that into a predictive uh, frame like what does this mean for the next game or for the next set of games and then you also have to take your eye test and be, you know like look there's <laughs> I don't care what the data tells me I'm not taking Oakland against uh, Louisville, <laughs> Louisville City right like that like those aren't even if the, even if the uh, a model told me well technically there's value on Oakland uh, it would have to be like 10,000 to one <laughs> for me to, to be inspired to take Oakland in that spot right but uh, the goal, the point I'm getting to here is you take, you take, uh, you take the angle that you think you have on a match, you take the game script and you decide on like what exactly it is you're trying to bet on here. I think that this is a, you know, the game script I see in my head is that both teams do ultimately end up scoring. I think that Phoenix wins, but I don't know if I can, I don't know if I feel like this ends in Phoenix winning, you know, by a lot, by more than one goal. So out of that, so let's, I am presuming a two to one um, ending here. That's sort of what I'm framing my bet on. Um, I'm taking the both teams to score um, at plus 133 and, uh, be- or not and, because the, the, the alternatives to that, right, I could take San Diego, or I'm sorry, I could take Sacramento plus the full goal, but in a two-to-one result, that pushes. I could take the over two and a quarter, over two and a half, but that's minus 109. I have to lay chalk for that. So for the result that I think is going to happen, the the payoff that I'm getting, the, I'm the best payoff I'm getting that is the both teams to score. Now you can make the case, well, hey, if you take the over two and a half, you don't need both teams to score. I understand that. These aren't, I'm not, these aren't equal type bets, right? These aren't this, uh, you need different things to happen for these bets to win. But in the game script that I see this, uh, that I'm seeing this, I think that this is a 1-1 or 2-1 uh, ending in favor of Phoenix. And in that scenario, I want the plus 133, both teams to score. 
Next up, we have... Oh, goodness. Uh, I scrolled a little bit there. Next up, we have Sporting Kansas City 2 versus Indy 11. Boy, this is a match I definitely will not be watching. Indy 11 coming off an embarrassing 4-1 to loss against Loudoun United. Sporting Kansas City 2 have lost five straight, but have managed to actually score in every one of those games. Indy 11 are coming into this with a 1.92 expected goals against on the road. Kansas City have proven that they can't stop anyone, but they also know how to manage the know how to score in those losses i will take the best both teams to score yes at minus 150 or better the lines are out or i'm sorry the market these games are out the market but i don't see any both teams to score market yet hopefully it's bettable i'll take minus 150 or better Birmingham Legion versus Tulsa. Both of these teams on full week's rest. Birmingham had uh, a boring 1-1 draw against Memphis. Tulsa lost 2-1 in Louisville. Neither of those results uh, really mean anything. Neither of these teams are all that exciting, but Birmingham's probably the better side, especially at home. Tulsa's overall expected goals this season is .91, and Birmingham's defense is good enough to blank them, but unfortunately, uh, this line is out. It's plus 125 for Tulsa's team total under half a goal, and that's just not good enough for me um, for this matchup. So um, I'm okay with just not playing or paying any attention to this game. OKC versus Louisville City. Uh, not much to really look at here because I don't think there's anything um, worth betting. OKC lost to Indy on Saturday, 2-1. to one. Louisville City wins over Tulsa, 2-1. to one. Louisville is the best team in the league right now in terms of form and quality, and I'm not going to bother going over any data because nothing leads to anything actionable. Uh, there's no angle to based on the data or the markets that I'm seeing, so just skipping this game. Uh, my guess, Louisville wins 2-1, 3-1, something like that, probably. Um, yeah. Miami versus Hartford. Uh, we all know what my gut says here. Both teams to score. I mean, if you're paying any attention to how I look at games and you saw this match, you're like, Tim's probably going to like the both teams to score here. I do. And what's going to be more and more surprising, I kind of like Hartford. Here, um, unfortunately, uh, the both teams to score market isn't up yet, but um, we all know I have my minus 150 uh, mark on that that's is what i'll be looking for i think there's a 60 percent or um well yeah i think um so minus 150 is i guess i say up to minus 150 i'm hoping for minus 150 is what i see my break even point at um and i think um yeah i like taking those because i think that at break even in this um in this um in this market in this league um i may be that may be a conservative number for me um so that's why i'm okay with betting it up to that point but when i say betting it up to minus 150 it means that if it's at minus 151 i don't even i don't even i don't look at it at all like minus 150 is the absolute ceiling because to me in those points where i say i like it up to minus 150 is because minus 150 is my break even point on those um but i'm okay with betting it up to that because i feel like uh looking at where I've won on those and where I've decided to shy away and those would have won, I may be a little conservative on that break-even point um, on those games where I identify the, um, that being the number that I like. But anyhow, Miami could have beaten Austin on Saturday if they hadn't conceded a red card. Um, they ended up conceding a, th- a second red card just before the game ended. That game ends 0-0. Hartford bounced back after a scoreless game in Tampa to beat Charleston 2-1 at home. These teams have met three times this season, starting with the most recent match just a couple weeks ago. Those meetings ended 1-1, 2-0 for Hartford, 1-0 for Hartford. 
For as good as Miami is, Hartford has been a very tough matchup for them. Hartford are in a gauntlet of games right now. Their last three matches were against Colorado Springs, Tampa, and Charleston. They play Miami here, and then they go on to play Pittsburgh and then Charleston again. Those two red cards that Miami suffered in Austin, one of them was their goalkeeper. So Miami will be fielding 28-year-old Brian Sylvester, who played three matches in the Gold Cup in just 18 minutes of season for Miami, and that was in the last match when he had to come in for the goalkeeper that got the red card. Their other red card was on Cristiano Francis, uh, a midfielder who has provided four goals and three assists thus far, um, and is a part of like the middle part of that, uh, like the core group of that that midfield. Both of those absences matter. Uh, this line opened up minus 193 for Miami and plus 461 for Hartford. I mean, those on the three-way. I didn't. I didn't put the draw down here because I never. I never pay attention to the draw, um, as far as pricing goes. Anyways, Hartford's catching a full goal. God help me. I like Hartford. I can't believe I'm saying this, but Hartford's the play here. Plus 461. It's plus 450 now because I bet it. <laughs> <laughs> the line moved, so it's plus 450 now. But I still like it. I like it all the way down to four to one. Um, I don't. Miami's the better team, in general, yes. But anybody who's paid attention to sports, the data is the data. But we all know those teams that can't quite get like perform well against other teams and then in the long term it means nothing right like when someone says oh team a historically doesn't perform well against uh team b that's whatever no one cares like this team is the same team that what that it was three years ago let alone 10 years ago what you know whatever but those three matches i listed were this year and the best result that miami has gotten is a 1-1 draw in their last master matchup now they don't have their goalkeeper. Now they don't have um, a guy that sees the ball go through him a well in Cristiano Francois. I said Francis earlier, I think. Francois. Hartford doesn't suck. Um, I've faded them enough times to know that. Uh, and I've been bit. And of course, now that I'm backing them, they'll, <laughs> they, won't, they won't get a shot on target. But I can't, I can't ignore this. This line is wrong. Um, it might be right if everybody was healthy and this was the first time these teams were playing each other, but it's not. Hartford knows how to play Miami. Hart, uh, Miami is without their starting goalkeeper and without a starting midfielder. A starting midfielder who sees the ball go through him quite a bit. Um, I mean, Miami proved me wrong. Um, I'm not saying the plus 461 or the plus 450 that is now is a lock. I'm just saying, give me this game a thousand times and I'm going to make money betting that every time. I'm taking the plus one for more though. This is something that I often do when I, um, in matches like this, there's sometimes like, there's been times where I've played Colorado Springs when they're on the underdog on the money line straight up because I think they're going to win. This is a case where the plus 460, well, I'll, I'll start saying plus 450 because that's what the line is now. This is a case where that plus 450 uh, is just, is is it a lock to win? No. Do I think they'll win? I think this is probably a draw game. We'll see. Um, both teams, 
you know, Hartford wants to keep on making, um, giving Miami a hard time. Miami, of course, wants to prove that they're not going to just keep on getting bad results against Hartford. This could end up in a draw pretty, uh, pretty easily. But plus four fifty, give me that, give me that, give me this match a thousand times, and plus four fifty is going to make money. But like I said, I'm placing a little bit more money. So, so uh, this is exactly what I'm doing. But an example would be uh, one unit on plus four, uh, plus four sixty uh, or plus four fifty, uh, and then maybe a unit and a half or two units on the uh, plus one, right? So if it draws, yeah, I lost the money line bet, but I got I made that up plus a little bit more on the plus one. If it ends in plus one, yeah, you get some, you get it back, you lose a little bit, anyways. Uh, look, that's bit me in the butt in other times before, where like you lose both of them. That sucks. But this is a case where I'm sprinkling a little bit on that big underdog, uh, but I'm ultimately taking uh, the goal line as as sort of like my my normal bet. Um, I'm also going to take the both teams to score minus 150 or better here. This is actually probably closer to the minus 140 just because this game is going to be a little more competitive. So minus 140 is probably my my um, my ceiling here. But yeah, give me Hartford. Give me Hartford and a shot of Jack. <laughs> because if, if they let me down here, Hartford will be officially the team that I get wrong the most this season. Okay, moving on. There's there's my passion. There's my passion for a play this uh, this weekend. Um, and by the way, <laughs> fade me all you want. If you're like Tim, you always get hard for wrong. You're not gonna hurt my feelings if you tell me that you uh, you took the other side or or just think that I'm wrong. And um, there's no reason to play this. Pittsburgh versus Atlanta. This match is actually a really good comparison to show how bad that Hartford line is. I'll get to that in a second. Pittsburgh's in good form here, but they couldn't upset uh, Tampa in their nil-nil draw. Atlanta is scoring a lot of goals lately, most recently in their 4-1 win over Kansas City 2. The two games before that, they scored two goals against Oklahoma City and then six goals against Indy. Uh, so their offense is clicking in a way, but now they're playing a real defense in Pittsburgh. The line on this is minus 164 for Pittsburgh, plus 457 for Atlanta, and then like plus 260 or something like that for, for the draw. Atlanta here is plus 457, right around the spot that Hartford is up going against Miami. So you could make the case that Pittsburgh and Miami are comparable. They're both quality sides. I think Pittsburgh's better, but um, I guess they are comparable in that sense. But are you really telling me in this scenario that Hartford and Atlanta are the same team? That they're com- they're competitively at this like their their uh, ability to compete in the same level in these two matches? No, uh, that's where I, that's a more case where I think that Hartford line's wrong. Um, I don't really like anything here. Uh, I think it's priced well enough. Um, what I'll likely do is I'll pay attention to this game. If there's a goal in the first 30 minutes, the in-game total will probably go up to three and a half. Maybe it might need to be a little sooner than that. But if there's a, if there's an early goal and that in-game total goes to three and a half, I will take the under, um, Especially if it's a Pittsburgh goal, and then they they play the control uh, control game. But um, Atlanta's been scoring a lot lately. They did not score a lot before this run of scoring goals, um, and I think that reality is going to set in when they have to play um, a competitive defense. Oh man, a couple more games here. We're going to just overflow this. Uh, we're just going to sort of go into Monday here um, as these games sort of overflow into. I um, know oh, this one. 
yeah, these two games are on Monday. Yeah, Loudon. Yeah, Loudon United versus Tampa Bay. Both of these teams played on Wednesday. Loudon had an impressive four-one win over Indy. Tampa shared a point with Pittsburgh in their zero-zero draw. Tampa's form is improving after kind of a rough patch, rough patch that they had. Um, and that 0-0 result against Pittsburgh was actually their first draw of the season, if you can believe that. They had either won or lost ahead of that. That was the first time they ended in a draw. Tampa has not been all that great on the road, um, and they've never won by more than one goal when they're the away side. This is Loudon, so you can't uh, – you have to remember that. Um, but Tampa's – Tampa's wins by one or less, uh, I say one or less, but Tampa's wins by one on the road have been against uh, New York and Hartford. Uh, New York is mm, probably comparable to Loudon when it comes to quality, but not results. New York gets better results. Um, but this will be Loudon's fifth home game in six matches, so they've had plenty of time to just sort of relax at home. They have no home field advantage. They probably have the worst home field advantage of the entire league. If you see any of their matches, there's about four people in the stands, and all four of those people are related to someone on the pitch. These teams have played twice this year, both times in Tampa. Tampa won those matches 3-1 and 2-1. I am going to take a little bit of Loudon on plus one goal because I believe that's a push it. That I believe it's going to be a push it worse. I think um, Loudon is going to have more opportunity than most teams do to um, to get into their attacking half against Tampa. Um, Tampa should ultimately be able to score here, um, but yeah, I'm 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 taking a little bit of Loudon uh, plus one because I I think that um, this might be a good spot for them um, on uh, yeah coming off of. Uh, a confidence booster with Indy, uh, and you know Tampa. Tampa doesn't blow teams up on the road. Um, I don't know if that's, I don't know what that's for. I don't know, but this this could be it. But um, when I say Tam- when I say Loudon for a little bit, I mean like it barely crosses the threshold on a min bet. Um, and with my with my process, I'm not even recommending this as a bet. I'm just being transparent on this. Is some I'm putting a little bit here. Um, because uh, when I ha- when I evaluate my bets um, and decide to make most of them get into the um, I'm trying to think of a way to ex- like for how most so like if you're someone who bets like unit sizes right most of my bets in the USL get into the two to two and a half unit bet size because I have the most confidence in betting this league. There are some cases like this where it ticks over just enough where I find it to be bettable. So so this would be a one-unit bet by a hair for me, um, and only because it's um, that you get the full goal for a for a decent price. So, um, last game of the of this grouping again. This is a Monday game. Oh, this uh, this whole thing ends with Aussie. I'm exhausted, man. I've been talking for how long now? Um, Almost uh, almost 30 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Yikes. Um, all right. Last, last match, Austin versus New Mexico. The full weekend that overflows in a Monday ends with Austin hosting New Mexico. Both of these teams settled for disappointing draws. Austin 0-0 against Miami when Miami was down a man and they didn't have their starting goalkeeper in for that, that, that last 18 minutes of that match. New Mexico conceded a goal against an anemic Oakland side. Then they couldn't find the game winner themselves and had to end with a 1-1 result. 
Both of these sides can slow a game down and both sides can keep the other from scoring. I'm going to wait until DraftKings opens up this market because DraftKings often has better prices for team total under, especially on under half the goal. Um, I'm anticipating taking both of these sides under half a goal, hoping that one or both of these teams manage to get a clean sheet here. Um, that will be my angle on this game. But that may not open. Like I said, this is a Monday game. That may, that market may not open till Monday morning because um, DraftKings pretty late on opening those. But they are the bet. Even though they bets, even though they open so late, they're still often the better market for that, uh, or be, yeah, better um, shop for that market. Whew. Okay, um, that's that's that. Um, I think Hartford is the the game that I'm most excited, or most the bet I'm most excited to make, um, and and ready to sweat that. Um, I think my favorite bet on this though um, might be uh, Charlotte um, Charlotte at a pick'em. Um, I think that's the strongest play um, if you're looking at the probability of winning versus uh, just prob implied probability versus probability market action. <laughs> I'm losing, I'm losing my mind over here. What I'm trying to say is a lot of the bets that I make, especially the money line bets, are because the implied probability in the market does not match what I believe the probability of that coming through is. I know a lot of better, especially a lot of starting betters, want to, you know, it's it's good to make bets that you that you believe are actually going to win, not just a long-term play like I make a case for with, like, Hartford in this, you know, today. Um Charlotte for me is that play going into this weekend of the the pick'em. I think that's the um, that's the strongest play right there because I think they have the edge on on Colorado Springs. Okay, I will um, probably come back Monday morning or Tuesday to talk about next week's midweek games. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Good luck with all your bets. Tweet at me. Let me know what you bet. Let me know, um, you know, what you uh, uh, what you got down on. At football bet is life. F-U-T-B-O-L bet is life. Good luck with all your bets. 